Hey everybody, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News for October 27th. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today is my one and only... (laughs) My my one and only... (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany V. Hello. Tiff, you're officially now my one and only. You're no longer a co-host, you've been promoted. Wow. Please don't tell my wife. What does Cal think? (laughs) It's just, you know... I assume that my memory lapse was like a Freudian slip kind of thing. Yeah, yes. of course. And I don't blame you. So I am back, the paragon of structure. So much structure in this podcast. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. And our structure, as usual, begins with a little bit about where to find us in case you've forgotten. You can do so at facebook.com slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. Check us out over on YouTube by searching for the League of Nonsensical Gamers guild.nonsensicalgamers.com will send you to our BGG guild number 2077 and you can find us on places like Twitter and Instagram. Also, this show is brought to you by our one and only lovely sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. You can check them out at playtmg.com and look forward to some chat about the Oracle of Delphi, Stefan Feld's new game through TMG coming next month, November. All right, Tiff, are you ready to get into some news? Yes. That's not actually how our news music sounds, but that's how I, I want it to have sound. Have we been putting the news music in there? Oh, I, I put it in there. It. Oh. I'm pretty sure I stole Oops. it from somewhere. Oh. Can you record okay. me some custom news music? Custom? I don't have time to make custom news music. There's so much custom news music that you can just find for free on the internet. All right. I'll look into some new news sounds. Anyway, let's begin with some game announcements. And there are a slew of game announcements, surprisingly, and a lot of things coming before the end of the year. I don't I don't quite get how news works in this hobby, Tiff, because... Mm, are these, like, for Christmas? I, I guess. Is there some a holiday, holiday rush in the board game market? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of gamers out there. Those gamers need Christmas presents. So they target, like, release dates around holiday time i mean i don't know for sure i'm just guessing that there would be a little bit of demand around the holidays more so than like february i don't know i feel like board games are just hot all the time the latest craze that's why we're here but either way there will be stuff for you in february and this season this holiday season so let's jump right in first up upper deck entertainment has two games coming uh one slated for march of next year called The Dingo Ate the Baby from Mike Elliott. It is a card game that is as ridiculous as it sounds. Is that a quirky enough theme for you, Tiff? I don't know about this one. No? I, isn't that Australian Dingo Ate My Baby thing based off of a real like thing where a dingo maybe ran away with a baby? And now there's a card like game it about might it. Be. And now there's a card game. <laughs> yeah, that's quirky for sure. Historical account, possibly. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully it's not about actual dingoes eating babies. Wow. That's too quirky. You went too far. You, we went full quirk. You can't do that. Uh, another game that I know that you will be interested in, because we've talked about it before, is slated for Gen Con 2017, even though we've been hearing about it for about a year and a half now, is Shark Island, the one versus many game from Richard Launius, also coming from Upper Deck. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's Launius and it's sharks, two things that I like. Your enthusiasm so. was not as peaked as I would have expected. I, you know, I've been hearing about it for so long. Yeah. I, Richard told me all about it last Gen Con, and I was excited at that moment. But now I'm just like waiting. It's like a, it's a year away. Pretty much, yeah. Can't get, I can't get too excited right now. Well, it is obviously based off of, at least in some capacity, Jaws, and in terms of theme and art style. It's really cool looking. I just watched Jaws 3, so I'm excited. I'm not sure I knew there was a Jaws 3. There's a Jaws 4 as well. At what point does Jaws go to space? <laughs> I think that would have been Jaws 5. Oh, okay. Because the plot for Jaws 4 is outrageous. I'm pretty sure like Michael Myers and the Leprechaun both ended up in space at one point. Jaws 3 happens at SeaWorld. Really? Yeah. I thought that was called Blackfish. Oh, that's sad. That's real. Bringing, bringing me down. Oh, I'm sorry. Tiff. Okay. But Shark Island is probably a fun, fun game. My one Moving day and joke on. of the day. 
Moving forward, Cryptozoic has Spyfall 2 coming in quarter four and two games coming in quarter one. Uh, Master of Orion, which we've already talked about, the card game, the 4X style kind of race for the galaxy space thing. And then also a new property, well, not a new property, but a new board game based on the Batman animated series called Almost Got Em, and that is a card game. So those three games coming from Cryptozoic. I know that Spyfall 2 is just kind of more Spyfall. You can play with up to 12 people now. And I don't know too much in terms of the details of the Batman game, but a lot of people have been clamoring for a decent Batman game because there is not one currently other than Batman Love Letter. So good. It's the best Batman game. But doesn't really have anything to do with Batman. Sure it does. Wouldn't you dig like an adventure style Batman game? Yes. That'd be great. So. I don't think this is going to be it, no, but okay. I, I don't think so. Next up, Fantasy Flight Games. I'm throwing in the middle here, even though I normally like to round out my news with Fantasy Flight Games. We'll just put it in the middle here because they've got a couple of things coming. Uh, first, they've agreed to publish Mutant Chronicles Siege of the Citadel, which is a miniatures-based board game from Mophidius Entertainment. Uh, this is recently on Kickstarter, grossed over half a million dollars, did really well, and they have... Mofidius has entered an agreement with Fantasy Flight where they will continue to design and develop the property and Fantasy Flight will kind of hold the publishing and distribution side. So kind of latching on to that Asmodee Fantasy Flight network to get this game out there, which sounds like a lot of people were interested in it. More minis and more dungeon-y crawling tile stuff. No. No more. No, no more miniatures. Zombie side is gone. Arcadia Quest is gone. Yeah. Tiff has I no still more have minis Besiege. You still have Besieged. And I have, um, what's the nautical one? The nautical one? Or, or there's like a ship's one. Oh, Crap. Rum and Bones. Yeah, I have Rum and Bones. Do you? Yeah. I may acquire yeah. that from you. Are you interested in it? Yeah, we might have to talk about that. Call me. Call you? Call me. I mean, the I Skype am your one and only. Because I'm here. <laughs> we could just work this oh, out over the air. Well, well, I don't think the listeners need to hear our wheelings and dealings, right. but... Fair enough. It's like a live play. Anyway, they also <laughs> Listen, have... if you guys want more cryptozoic stuff, just, <laughs> just message me on Twitter. <laughs> yes. They also have, they being Fancy Flight Games, have the new expansion for Mansions of Madness announced coming in quarter one. This is called Beyond the Threshold, and it's basically going to have more Mansions of Madness stuff. Monsters, cards, maybe some tiles... Uh, adding to the scenarios. This is the first expansion so far for 2nd Edition Mansions of Madness that is original content. The first two expansions were actually just rehashes of the 1st Edition content. So this is fresh ideas for 2nd Edition. So this will be kind of your entry into where they want to steer the game. So something to check out there. Been hearing a lot of good things about Mansions of Madness. I can't get into another game that has a thousand expansions. Like, I'm I'm in deep with Eldritch Horror, and I think that's all I want from Fantasy Flight for the rest of my life. That's probably It'll keep good. me busy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A couple of games coming from Quick Simple Fun Games, which is not a company that I'm familiar with, but I'm actually interested in a couple of these games. The first is Hana Mikoji. It's a two-player card game from designer Kota Nakayama, uh, coming in quarter four. And I believe this is a small small box card game that has to do with courting geishas. There, there's seven different ones, I believe, and you're trying to use uh, card play hand management to kind of gather control of them or, or draft them in some way. Uh, there's also a trick-taking game from Robert Burke called Moons, where you're trying to acquire uh, planets, which then give you control of certain moons. Very thematic in that way, but it is a trick-taking game. That'll also be coming quarter four. And then the last game, which I have the least knowledge about, is called Veggie Garden. It's from Kelly North Adams, coming quarter four. And this seems to be, from some of the images that I've seen, a card game that has some kind of board manipulation, because there aren't many pictures out there, but the pictures of the cards I saw say, you know, slide a row or swap tiles or something like that. So it sounds like you're trying to manipulate maybe a a garden of tiles or something like that to acquire different vegetables and things. So that is Veggie Garden. So all three of those games will be coming before the end of this year from Quick Simple Fun Games. Moving forward, another game called Gaijin Dash will be coming from Mayday Games. And this is a dexterity game from designers Antoine Bauza and Quarantine Lebra. And 
this will be coming do you know anything about it quarter one of 2017 i do know a little bit because i watched the board game geek video do you know anything about this i just know that has to do with spinning chips yes so thematically the game is about crossing the street you're trying to cross the street without getting hit by traffic and right. the dexterity you're a dumb foreigner in Japan, right? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to look at the the traffic lights and know when to cross the street. The dexterity piece is like you said you're spinning these chits. Um they're basically like round their circles are like pogs almost cuz they're thick like poker chip kind of things and you spin them and while they spin you do a real time drafting kind of thing where you slap your hand down on a card and depending on how the chip falls will tell you if certain types of traffic cross the street or if it's clear for you to cross the street and so a highly luck-based game but super quirky theme dexterity game and antoine bauza i had to put this in here for both tiff and dan i don't think dan would like this it's real time it's i I don't think he'd like the game but i think he'd like to hug it and think about Antoine Bowser. Yes, that's true. Well, this fits with Mayday games, like dexterity business. Yeah. Coconuts and so, such. So, makes sense. Yeah. So, super quirky. That is, and that, like, debuted at the Tokyo Game Fair market. Yeah. And will be coming over soon. Uh, next up are some games, surprisingly, that I'm interested in. Because I have a notoriously bad relationship with Portal Games. Not as a news person or media creator. Just, I, I tend to butt heads with their games and their rule books and things like that but i i try so hard tiff to like them you gonna give it another try now i think i'm gonna end up giving some of these things another try because they have a couple of expansions including the stronghold second edition undead expansion which although that rule book is kind of janky love that game i think it's fantastic they have the 51st state scavengers expansion which is I believe it was called the Ruins expansion in first edition. They've kind of rehashed that a little bit to bring it to the updated version. They've already announced the Cry Havoc expansion, which is surprising uh, because that game just hit shelves. That is called Aftermath. So excited. And a new property called Alien Artifacts, which was previously under a different title, uh, but it's coming from designers Viola Kijowska. I don't know if I pronounced that right, and Marcin Rapka, two designers who are working on a title that has now been pulled into the Portal Games line. And Tiff, have you gotten a chance to take a look at the box art for Alien Artifacts? I haven't, but I'm going to do that right this moment. I was kind of rolling my eyes at a new Portals game game because they are releasing a lot of stuff. Uh, but then I saw the box, and I'm kind of endeared with it. I really... You just love white backgrounds. And space. Like... <laughs> and I just... It looks like... This is... If it were an abstract game... My heart would melt. It would be irresistible well, to you. The cool thing about Alien Artifacts is it's being posed as a 4X game that occurs in under an hour. Card-based. Now, how many games have said, I'm a 4X okay. game that happens in under an hour? Or in under eight Believe minutes. it when I see it. <laughs> uh, so I, I think the community is still holding out hope for someone to be able to, to manage to do that. So people keep trying. We'll see yeah. how it goes. But Alien Artifacts looks pretty cool. I'll let you buy that. Yeah. And then if it pans out. I'll report back. Now, the, the crazy thing about this is that all of these games were announced on top of Robinson Crusoe, the new edition, which just hit. And First Martian still isn't out. Like, that game is still being demoed and shown off, uh, not in print yet. So Portal is... Busy. It sounds like Ignacy's going the way of his buddy, Stephen Bonacore, and just snatching (laughs) up properties and putting out games left and right. He is an active, active publisher. So, Well, it's working for Stephen. Yeah. I think. No, I think it's a model worth looking at. So, uh... Ignacy's doing a nice job bringing games over, and I always want to try them, even if I don't always like them. Uh, I'm always interested in what he's got going on. So, Moving forward, our last game announcement is from Asmodee. This is the Space Cowboys edition of Watson and Holmes, which will be coming early 2017. Uh, This has been described in some circles as multiplayer competitive Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. Oh, dear. How do you feel about that, Tiff? I have wanted Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective for a while. Yeah. Uh, 
when I think about it being competitive, I feel like that could cause some problems in my group. I have no but... idea how it would work. Now, I think we can actually figure it out because Watson and Holmes, this edition is a reprint slash kind of refurb on an older title um, under the same name, although they dropped the subheading. So it's it's out there. The design has been kind of done before, before Space Cowboys. So we can find out a little bit more about it. But I just, in general, multiplayer consulting detective that's competitive sounds super weird. But I kind of like the idea of like racing for clues and trying to figure right. things out. It sounds exciting. Yeah. So interested in that. And, you know, Space Cowboys got to take a look, even though uh, their favor in my mind is is waning. I'm becoming less and less an, an instant really? checkout for Space Cowboys. Yes, I. What what turned the tide here? When I reviewed Via Nebula, you can actually check out my review on nonsensicalgamers.com. But I looked over the Space Cowboys line and I found that outside of Time Stories, which is kind of an anomaly, I actually am not overly fond of the games that Space Cowboys is putting out. And I'm kind mm. of I'm done in by the allure of the nice components and the nice you know publishing job that they do and the good marketing i buy into that so many white backgrounds yeah so many white backgrounds and i find that the games are kind of in my mind mediocre so i don't know well time will tell yeah i've come to that conclusion though well maybe they'll maybe they'll bring it back around for you we'll see splendor 2 <laughs> moving forward let's <laughs> okay okay Sorry. <laughs> Hobby news. Some of the announcements that have been going on. The first is about AEG's Black Box. Now, you know about the Black Box, Tiff? Yeah. Kind of a silly question. It's a once-a-year kind of Black Friday thing where an entirely sealed box is released. You can buy it. You don't know what in is in it. It's like a blind box for board games. And previous years, they typically have a couple of smaller titles and they're not always it's usually like a couple of decent titles and then some of like either the new crap stuff they can't get rid of yeah crap well i wasn't going to describe be... it that way tiff <laughs> some of the things that are having trouble selling or some new properties that like aren't tested or like a reskin yeah. i think they had a reskin of guild hall one time but this year aeg is going with a single game in their black box and they've released a weird kind of quote about it that people are speculating on. So I'm going to read the quote quickly and we can chat. It says, quote, remember when game companies were crazy enough to think that they could release a game and that it would not be broken to bits by players? Remember when they did not create any deck building limits? Remember how you destroyed their game and made them ban cards and ban decks? We remember. It was 1993 to 1995, and it was glorious. For one brief shining moment, AEG is going to bring back that unlimited fun. What do you are think? Are you excited by this? Are people excited by this? I think people are more confused than excited. I I don't think that that's like a glorious time. Like, remember when you, these games were so broken and they made you angry enough <laughs> to like destroy cards? Here's another one. I think. Where it's leading us, Tiff, is to unbalanced CCGs. Right, yeah. No, so I get that. So we're talking 93, 95, I was not a board gamer in the sense that I am now. So I don't know what games were out then. But it's either like a game that was released and didn't do well because of balance or a game that was never released because I couldn't balance it. I don't know what AEG has their hands on. Yeah. So I don't know what it would be. But it sounds like they're going to just release like a single self-contained card game that's broken to bits <laughs> okay i mean it, i i have to applaud the marketing here they're like we got this broken game that if we just release it normally will not fly so let's let's sell it with let's, its brokenness let's not tell anyone what it is and glorify its problems yeah, it's smart. And people will pay 40 to $50 for They it. need to pay their marketing director a little bit more because it's kind of a good idea in yeah. that sense. And nostalgia is the way to go these days. It's selling things left and right. That's true. That's true. That's why you bought a book of hamburger jokes. Oh, I have it. You have the hamburger? I, it came? I have it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, let me get it real yeah. quick. I'll tell you a hamburger <laughs> joke. That is, in fact, a hamburger joke book. I love that I just remembered it so well. 
Um, the great thing about this 101 hamburger jokes is that a lot of them, like, reference terrible 70s TV. Okay. Which is great. What do meatballs say about mystery stories? The pot thickens. That is an awful joke. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> do you want another one? Yeah, Here, yeah, I'll give yeah, you another yeah. one. Let's, let me see. Where are the jokes that these days would be too racy to say? <laughs> well, I just I just ran into one that's kind of, eh, I don't know. Uh, what do burgers think when they are surrounded by gherkins? I got nothing. They think they're in a pickle. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, I mean. I'll save some, I mean, there's 101 of these. Yeah, no, so we, we don't want to burn them Just do this as a segment on the news forever. Yeah, we have a lot of episodes coming, so we don't want to burn through all of our hamburger jokes. No, I'll save some. But, Yeah. All right, so moving forward from that, let's talk about something a little less hilarious. We need hamburger joke music. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Okay. Is that pretty good? That's perfect. Okay. I'll put in, like, uh, people stock canned booing. (laughs) They think they're in a pickle. Boo. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. All right. It sounds like there was some trouble at SN2016 this year. Yeah. Two companies, Luda Creations and R&R Games, both reported situations that involved their cash boxes being stolen um, relatively close together, so it could be the same perp. Don't really know. I know that Luda Creations lost around 3,500 euros, which is not a small chunk of change. It's actually a pretty significant chunk of change for, you know, a small-ish board game publisher. Um, So to have two people lose their money in the same convention, same day, nearby... It's kind of a bummer, Um, but what was super interesting from this was that overnight, the Steal This Game Kickstarter was born. Overnight, uh, some people from Luda Creations, a designer who had worked with them before, and some of the graphic artists, designed a game, designed graphics, playtested it, and put up a game on Kickstarter within 24 hours of this occurring to try to recoup some of the cost. And the game is called Steal This Game, and it has to do is two-player game where one person's trying to steal a cash box and the other person is trying to hide it or defend it. So <laughs> kind of a silly way or a silly thing to, one, highlight what happened and, two, recoup some of the costs, which Luda Creations has actually gained over $30,000, um, which is significantly more than what they lost, which is a nice boost for them. Hopefully some of that is profit. <laughs> yes, hopefully. And... I think that hopefully, you know, also go out if you're backing this Kickstarter or you're thinking about like, oh, I'll buy a Luda Creations game because they lost their money. R&R games kind of got not shoved to the side, but were less prominent because they did not create a Kickstarter. But they also were hurt in this way. So, you know, throw some love to R&R games as well, uh, because both of these companies are not making huge dollars. And to kind of have be, be robbed on site is a bummer and problematic we need to look into some essence security tiff yeah the raven stadium can teach you how to frisk and uh metal detect and all what yeah you get frisked when you go into the ravens game oh yeah oh no weapons in the nfl tiff right okay well that makes sense it's right i don't watch sports so something to be mindful of and you know a good cause to kind of contribute to you get a little game back but really you're just trying to help uh, Luda Creations recoup some of their their money, so you can check that out. It's still on Kickstarter. We will not be featuring it in the Kickstarter spotlight, but something to check out now. Two cons are coming, Tiff, for at least two game gatherings of sorts. First is Hascon, a quote unquote first of its kind experience that will be held September 2017 in Rhode Island at one of their convention centers. That is Hasbro's new convention. How badly do you want to go to the Hasbro convention, Tiff? Not very badly? I think the answer is so badly. Oh, sorry. So badly. Yeah, there you go. Because not only will they have their board games on display, but they'll have all of their properties, like My Little Pony and G.I. Joe and things like that. So it's, I do love My Little Pony. It's not <laughs> just gaming. It's everything Hasbro has to offer. And they're looking at like some film screenings and all kinds of... It's going to be a crazy convention for fans of Hasbro. On the other side of things, in the hobby gaming world, White Wizard Games Fair will be happening this November in Boston. And if you're a big White Wizard Games fan, you really like Star Realms or 
their other properties. You can go to the White Wizard Games Fair and compete. They've got some tournaments. They've got some new things releasing. Uh, lots to check out there if you're really into the White Wizard Games and you're in the Boston area. Something to check out. So two cons added to the list for your convention season. Also happening, speaking of Hasbro, the Game Challenge finalists are up on Indiegogo. Tiff, you remember how we always talk about the Game Challenge that they're having? What? <laughs> the Hasbro Gaming Challenge. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that, right? Yeah, we have, sure. except the, the games are officially up on Indiegogo, so you could go back them if you were interested in them. There are mm. five games. The first is called Lair. It's a two-player dungeon exploration game. There's one called Colossal Blob, where you're trying to grow your blob to colossal size in order. There's one called The Plot Thickens, which is a storytelling game where you're competitively trying to tell a story and score some points. There's a game the called... The Plot Thickens the or pl- The Pot Thickens? Oh, is it about it, meatballs? I didn't even plan that, Tiff. <gasps> Look at this. That's amazing. <laughs> the consistency of this show when I'm on it is just impeccable. <laughs> The fourth game is called Plank. I thrive in structure. <laughs> the fourth game is called Plank and Rank, which is a game about trying to build a bridge across a river and get your soldiers across it. And the last one is called On the Slopes, which is a game about skiing and visiting ski lodges on a mountain. Now, of these five games, the way that it works is if you get 100 backers on Indiegogo, you get to go to the finals and be considered. If you don't, then, well, you don't. So right now, the two games that are in contention with each other, I believe, are Lair, the two-player dungeon exploration game, and The Plot, or Pot, Thickens, the storytelling game. Both of them have comparable amounts of money, and I think they're around 80 backers. So if you really like one of those games, go back them so that they can be considered for the grand prize. Yeah, Hasbro definitely needs a dungeon crawl game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Some of them are actually pretty cute. I like them much better than last year's crop. Uh, I think that these games look fairly interesting, you know, things that we'd actually consider backing and playing, uh, less so than, or more so than the Mr. Toast card game. Oh, right. I forgot about Mr. Toast. Hey, can I mention something that's happening? Of course you can. Okay. So we should probably talk about the Gamers for Cures marathon, 24-hour board game marathon that's coming up. It's November 12th. If you go to gamersforcures.com, you can check out that if you're in the North Carolina area that's where it happens but you can also just donate on their site to help little girls with Turner syndrome so check that out yeah a great cause supported by and led by Dan Patrice host of the geek all-stars I call him a friend of the show I think that's fair to say definitely friend of the show and his cast of characters are all mostly friends of the show as well so definitely something to check (laughs) out Tiff are you going this year I can't. Can't make it this year. That's Unfortunately, it just lines up with the the week after that marathon is when I have two concerts in a row, ah. and I can't forego sleep. Yes, or teaching little kids how to play instruments. <sighs> yeah. yeah, so it's unfortunate. I feel really bad because I was planning on going, but just the way the concerts lined up, it didn't work out. Yeah, I need to chat with Dan to see if he's going. I know there was some talk about it. We have to see if the schedule's lined up and him with the baby and everything, but I'm hoping to go one of these years uh, to kind of make my way down there. I don't want to travel by myself, though. I, yeah. I, I like to travel with a buddy. It's no fun <laughs> driving by yourself. I can attest to yeah. that. But definitely something that I've always wanted to check out. Big raffles, lots of prizes, 24-hour gaming. Definitely something that's up my alley more so than running around Gen Con trying to buy things. Yeah? Yeah. I think yeah. I'd rather play games okay. for 24 hours than... It's great. Yeah. I mean, I've I've gone a couple of years, and I've had a good time both times, and I was really hoping to go back again this year, but... We'll get there. So check that out, gamersforcures.com. On the note of positive things in gaming, things to support, the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund auction has also started at the time of this recording. Uh, you can check out jackvassal.org to learn more about what this organization is about, but you know, the long story short is that it's about helping gamers in need uh, who have suffered some kind of you know, tragedy or tough times. Uh, Jack Vassal Memorial Fund, through this auction, raises a lot of money, uh, $78,000 last year, and that money then gets rolled back into the community to help support gamers in need. So it's a really great um, opportunity. 
to one, support a good cause, and two, there's always a lot of weird, like, limited stuff that you can get each year, whether it's plays with your favorite podcast hosts or, or gamer personalities, getting rare games or signed games or things like that. Um, it's a way to, you know, support a great cause and get something unique in the process, which, you know, everyone likes to feel like they're getting something. So uh, a good cause. I, when are we going to get on that, Tiff? When when are they going to petition, auction <laughs> off, time spent with me? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to laugh there. I mean, I'm sure you could put yourself out there. But, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, feel I feel like, like I, I want it to be... High demand. Wow, you know, people would be clamoring for it. <laughs> Gaming with Matt. Please open up a second item that I can auction. It's gotten too expensive. We can't afford $10,000. Yeah. 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 So gaming with Matt like ten ten dollars. I said thousand, Tiff. Ten. Ten thousand. Oh. Oh. If I have yeah. a thousand ten dollar auctions, that counts, right? <laughs> I play a lot of games. <laughs> wow. Each of our listeners like. <laughs> How would that even work? Okay. Sorry, Matt. If each of our listeners wants to play a game with me. I will take ten dollars from you. I mean, you can give ten dollars to Jackass Memorial Fund. Mm-hmm. Our last news story today is something unique. Notre Game, a game publishing company that you probably never heard of, is experimenting with scratch-off hobby games. Tiff, awesome games that use the scratch-off gambling mechanic. Not necessarily yes. the gambling thing, but most commonly seen in scratch-off lottery tickets. Using that uh, mechanism to introduce gameplay uh they have two tiny games coming and the first one is a planet exploration game where you explore planets or you have your opponent explore planets and they're worth different points when you explore a planet you actually scratch it off and see how many points it's worth underneath and uh that lets you know or your opponent know how much that planet is also worth because you get like a pair of identical cards and the second one is actually a unique way to do not collectability but unique cards so instead of packaging them there's an adventure game a combat game where you actually get your character card and it's foiled over you have to scratch it off to see which character you got and what the stat lines are so that's kind of interesting hmm. well it's always fun to have something novel going on in board gaming i don't know how well board gamers will take to it I don't know. It kind of depends on if you're into that legacy feel of things, right? Yeah, or if like, you like gambling. Yeah, if you're a big lottery guy, yeah. this might. Get There's like fix. a whole untapped lottery market <laughs> that they're ta- that they're getting into here. Can you imagine a collectible card game that involves scratch off? No. I think WoW TCG did that for a little bit. Really? You got codes that you could scratch off. That might have been for in-game items, though. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, okay. there, I think there's well, a market it's there. Interesting. Somebody feed the addiction of gamers and gamblers at the same time. <laughs> Bring them all in. Doesn't seem healthy. Last up, before we touch up on some Kickstarter projects, uh, a couple of apps to pay attention to. The first is Red7. Uh, we have some codes for the Red7 app. We're going to check out, see how that app goes. I have not heard... I did, I did a brief look at the app and a preview video, and the comments were not overwhelmingly positive. Some people didn't like the interface. I can't comment on that personally because I haven't yet interacted with it, but it, it looked okay to me, I mean, from what I saw in the video. So we'll check out the Red 7 app, keep an eye out for that. Flashpoint Fire Rescue is also getting an app, which is a cool little way to do uh, probably like a solo experience with that. You could play Flashpoint whenever you wanted on your phone, but uh, hopefully there will also be some connectivity with friends that you could fight fires together like you do in the board game uh, next up cult express which tiff while i describe cult express the app go ahead and click on that link <laughs> okay so cult express is getting an app uh, it will have you know an exact digital port of the board game where you're moving around the train trying to capture things and shoot people tiff what do you think about the look of that from that one screenshot they posted it looks great I do not think it looks great. I think it looks great. It looks like the board game. I mean, what did you expect it to look like? I don't like what the character models look like. Oh, they look like cardboard. Yeah. Not I a mean, fan. oh, okay. See, I intentionally had you click. I didn't want to lead you in any way. I wanted to get your true opinion. So Tiff thinks it looks okay. 
I'm not a big fan of it. It looks just like the board game looks, including the characters look very 2D. Yeah. I like, think everything they look, looks very board gamey. They make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's it just, I feel like they look awkward. Oh, see, I, it's like a Paper Mario thing. Ah, that's true. It does have, like, a little Paper Mario looking thing to it. And I need yeah, to I see like it in it. action, but... You'll get over it. Yeah. I'm not a big Colt Express <laughs> guy are... anyway, so... Oh, well, there you go. The, this makes sense to me. I like I like the idea of making your app look more cardboardy. That should be a thing. I don't know if I Sorry. agree. Well, we'll Which have to fine. agree to disagree. I, you know, I, I think that's I the beautiful thing about this only? show, Tiff. You get to, <laughs> we get to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> the last app to check on is probably one that we can both agree on that we won't be playing is Smash Up. Oh. I don't have a whole lot of plans to uh, play Smash Up. Not that it's a bad game. I think it's a fine game. I like Smash Up. I have a lot of Smash Up, actually. I just don't think I I also need the app. No, probably not. I'm not not looking to play that that much. I need to bring that into Board Game Club. I feel like that would go well. Yeah, why wouldn't you introduce that to Board Game Club? I don't, you know, I have so many games. And Board Game Club has so many games at this point. Smash Up is perfect, though. I know it is. So good for the little guys. And gals. Well, it's all guys so far this year. Okay, I wasn't wrong. I was going to say, I believe on the last episode you said you have no girls right now. Right now. Well, actually, no, I have one girl. One girl did show up, so okay. bam. She already yelled at someone for trying to take her turn. I love her. <laughs> She's like, can you stop doing that, please? He this is like, like you can see in a vacuum, like a little microcosm of what the overall hobby looks like, Tiff. No, I don't think so. A three-to-one guy-to-girl <laughs> ratio and watch people take her turns for her. To be fair, he was telling everybody to take their turn the same way. We were playing pairs, and he's like, hit, 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 hit. <laughs> okay, to everyone. So, so it wasn't just because she was a girl. I was just I was just stirring the pot. Is his name Dan? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just thought I'd Does ask. Dan do that when you play pairs? I don't know if Dan's ever played pairs. Honestly, oh, that's a, yeah. I couldn't see that being a, a thing, good question. I guess we'll f- I'll find out. I'll take a pairs deck over today and see if he'll play with me. Let's that's talk about happening. some Kickstarter spotlight, Tiff. Okay. I have two projects and two quick mentions, and I can already say that I was correct in which game you would back. (laughs) I seeded the pot here, and I knew that you would back our second game. But let's talk about our first one, which is called Pathogenesis. Yes. Pathogenesis is from Lauren Cunningham. I believe this is being, like, independently published to some extent. It will be ending on October 28th. It is funded, and it will run you $39 with free shipping. And this is a deck building game about playing a bacterial infection trying to attack the body. But it's done in a scientific way and not a gross way. Yeah, it sounds way grosser than the game actually looks. The game looks beautiful. It has a white background. So I think we know why this one got picked. It does. I almost... So I pulled a lot of projects today, Tiff. My little spiel about Kickstarter projects. I thought I was going to have so many to talk about that I would actually need to to not feature any of them and as i clicked through the projects i was disappointed repeatedly so i looked at some too so i know what you're talking about (laughs) out of the 307 games currently on kickstarter as of this recording uh any of the projects ending within the next 20 days this is the cream of the crop that doesn't mean that everything else is bad but these are games that i think that you can get behind So Pathogenesis is a deck building game where, like I said, you play a bacterial infection trying to attack one one or more systems of the body. There is the tissue system, the respiratory system, and the gastrointestinal system. And each of these bodily systems corresponds to cards in your deck that will be able to attack. And when you attack the body, you get to take damage points out of that system. Those get collected as victory points. And once one system is fully damaged uh, the game ends and you count up the most points now the interesting thing about this game one other than the theme is two part of the way through the game you have to start by breaking through some of the bodily defenses uh, before you actually get to the system 
And once you've break, broken through those barriers, the NPC uh, autoimmune system triggers and actually the game starts playing against you and you have to fight against the game battling back. So the body has some inherent systems that it uses to protect itself. And then you get this little semi-co-op game because if you don't defeat the body before the, the immune response completes, you all lose because the body has successfully defended itself. So you have to you know, start kind of chipping away at the defenses and hammer down on one part of the body to get rid of it, to damage it enough to actually end the game and go to, to final scoring. The art's really well done. The graphic design seems to work well. There's a lot of text on the cards, but it looks like half of it is flavor text, so it's not actually as busy as you immediately think. And all in all, I think that it's a super interesting, like, unique deck-building game. So I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know how you're feeling, Tiff. It's a deck-builder, so that's automatically kind of a turn-off yeah. for me. It it fits in 30 to 60 minutes, which is good, and plays one to four players, which is good. It's 40 bucks, which is pretty good. It's okay, and, you know, it seems like it has... Like, from what I saw on the video, that it has several different modes of playing the game. So you can do it solo, you can do it cooperative, you can do it competitive, yeah. there's team play. So it seems to have a lot of features. If I were a biology teacher with a board game club, I might consider it. One of the le uh, backing levels is actually called the Classroom Pack. Oh, So it there seems like this game is rooted in some science. I think it's, according to the page, the me mechanics are 100% 100 based on real science. There you go. So you learn something so, as you go. It's educational. Which is cool. Yeah. I dig that. I do dig that. It's definitely a theme we haven't seen before, and it seems very thematic for a deck builder. So yeah. if someone bought this, I would play it. You'd play it? I would play it. I'm tempted by it, but I've been doing a lot of backing, as you've gotten emails. <laughs> I've been doing backing for uh, Christmas presents because oh. projects oh, I'll outside. Have to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, for you, Tiff. <laughs> All of them are for you. I projects so. outside of the board game world actually finish relatively quickly, if you can believe it. So I've got projects ending in November that will deliver by December. That's amazing, isn't it? Board games like this one will not be in your hands until june right. if they don't get pushed back i've never backed anything outside of board games yeah. like you know where they show you your pie chart it's yeah. all board games for me well as you notice i backed a bunch of stuff in like the technology and outside like uh outdoor stuff i got some water bottles that people like and some yeah i thought it was things. weird I'm anyway like, what is he doing <laughs> i don't like that you get emails on everything i back <laughs> I, I know what you Can I turn to. that off because it bothers no. me? <laughs> no. Every time I back something, I think, Tiff now knows this. Every time you back something, every time you tweet something, it's I'm awful. there. Do you get notifications about reminders that I've set? No, but that okay. would be amazing. Because there's like a hundred games that I have on reminder. <laughs> this is the first time I've looked at Kickstarter since the last time we did the news. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, not to detract from Pathogenesis, seems like a unique game building off of the deck building uh, mechanism. It's well-funded. It's ending soon, so check it out. Uh, but definitely one that's I've got on reminder and that I'm thinking about, although I'm not, you know, 100% sold on just because of the nature of the game. You know, you got to hope that it gets played. But Pathogenesis. And here, number two, is a game, a quality game, that I just went and fished out. I was going to save it for closer to the end date, but I think that Spires from Nevermore Games and T.C. Petty III deserves some attention because it's not funded, and it should be. Oh, it so should be. Yeah. It'll be ending on November 15th. It's about halfway there. The cost is 15 bucks plus $4 shipping, so 19 bucks altogether. And this is like a hand and tableau management game. It's got a little bit of like an auction-y bid kind of thing going on, and you're trying to build collect and build spires or towers of different suited cards, different colored cards. And Tiff, you did back this. So do you, do you know all about this? I don't know how much you know. I've played it twice. Oh, okay. So what's it like? But I Oh, see, this is the problem with me and board games is that the second I play them, I can tell you that I like them 
but I don't retain all those details like you and Dan do. Okay. Like, I know that I love this game. I know that it made me feel smart both times that I played it. I'm like, <laughs> I am a genius. This game, it's like one of those clever little card games. I couldn't tell you a thing about the mechanisms. I can tell you that I backed it and that I think everyone should back it. All right, then let... There aren't too many card games that I play <laughs> that just have numbers on them that I'm like, yes, everyone yeah. should have two copies of this, but that's how I feel about it. Sorry. Let me talk mechanisms, <laughs> and then you, you know, we can have your thoughts, because you've got the visceral feeling, which is what I want, because I haven't played it, and I have the mechanisms because I just read and watched a bunch of videos, Perfect. which TC's videos are just the best. Yes. His and Jason Katarski's are just my favorite Kickstarter videos, so... Spires is a game, like I said, about tower building, and the way that it works is you have a deck of cards in, I believe, six different suits, and they're all numbered. Uh, it goes lower numbers. I don't know if it starts at one, but lower numbers all the way up to like 75 or so. And essentially what you have is three auction blocks, one, two, and three. You have a hand of these Spire cards randomly dealt to you, five of them, and then three of the Spire cards from the communal deck get flipped up in the middle and on your turn what you'll do is you pick one two or three which auction pile you want to bid on and if you're the only player you simultaneously reveal if you're the only player who bid on it you get to take it outright if you and another player bid on the same card then you have to use those spire cards in your hand to bid further have a little auction back and forth to try and uh, take the card now if you take the card you also take all of the cards that your opponent bid and what happens is your stacks of cards get grouped together based on color. If you have three or less, they're all worth five points. If you have four or more, they're all worth negative one point. So you don't want too many cards because your spire has become taller than the royal palace and they don't like that. So I think what speaks to Tiff feeling smart is you can do this crazy stuff with the bid where you intentionally lose to give people cards that they don't want and mess with their score. And similarly, you can take cards in that way to try to do clever things and get your, your spires as big as you can get them for the max points, but without going too big where you would lose points. Seems really simple, but really cool. That's exactly how I describe it. Really okay. simple, really cool. It, I mean, it, it, trying to predict what everybody's going to play and that kind of thing reminds me of a turn the tide situation. Exactly. It seems like it fits in like a for sale, turn the tide, like all of these clever little card games, Eggs and Empires, trying to interact with your opponents, but in a really simple way that seems really satisfying, though. Yeah. And so. it's only 20 bucks for the deluxe copy. Which gets you an expansion, correct? Yeah. It's an yeah. expansion pack, and there's it's a more. small box card game, which is great. And it's TC, which could I be more of a fan of Xenon Profiteer? I do not know. His card games are smart. I dig them. TC is just so smart. Yeah. He's a bright guy. Good designer. Friend of the show. I dig Spires. I'm going to be backing it. Tiff is already backing it. I know that Dan is also into it. Dan uh, better back it. I'm, sh I'm sure he's backing it. I just can't say that. I know that he's spoken highly of it, though. And he's retweeted it. So if you're looking for it, you can look on Kickstarter. You can look on the at League Nonsense Twitter handle to kind of find the link and go check that out. But that is Spires... Nothing more needs to be said. Small box card game. Go back it for sure. Two quick mentions before we round out the show, Tiff. First, Medici the card game coming from Grail Games. They recently redid uh, like a master print reprint of Medi Medici, the auction and bidding game. And this is a push-your-luck set collection version that's very similar to the base game, but it's more compact, a little bit faster, and just cards. Uh, ending on November 3rd, 20 bucks get you the game. I will probably be backing this because Dan has Medici the board game, um, but this gives you some of that same flavor but in card form, which is more my deal anyway. So check that out. And then our second quick mention is Valeria Card Kingdom's Flame and Frost expansion, which will be ending on November 4th. It'll be $24 plus $4 shipping, so $28 altogether. This has fully funded... And if you want a copy of Valeria Card Kingdoms, if you haven't gotten that wonderful Daily Magic Games title, uh, you should definitely check it out. It's Machi Koro for, you know, more dedicated board gamers, I'd say, for people who have more experience in the hobby. Machi Koro is a great family game, but this really 
hits home, has a lot better decision-making than Machi Koro, um, is a kind of more interesting dice allocation rolling kind of game. Uh, also, you know what's weird? When you scroll through a Kickstarter page and you find a quote from yourself that you don't remember giving. Because <laughs> that happened to me on Valeria Card Kingdoms. <laughs> I was scrolling through Flame and Frost and then I saw, quote, Matthew Halstead. That was weird. Didn't didn't remember doing that, Tiff. <laughs> but I stand by my words. I don't words. remember doing lots of things, yeah. so... Valeria okay. is it's a fantastic setting and Card Kingdoms is an awesome game. Uh great art and things like that. So definitely wanted to check out. Tiffany B, fifty seven minutes later we made it through the news. Yay. We and did now it. everyone listening knows how much we cut out of the show because they can do the math from fifty seven <laughs> to the final timestamp. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. Yeah, probably. We thank you all for joining us. Uh, first off, we thank our sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. Check them out, playtmg.com. Right now, we are championing Oracle of Delphi, Oracle of Delphi, the new Steppenfell game, which will be coming in November. That is the game that we are most looking forward to from TMG right now. In about three months, I'll be talking about Yokohama a lot more because my game will be on fulfillment, and I will be very excited. So, thank you again to TMG for sponsoring the show. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook.com slash The League of Nonsensical Gamers. Check us out on YouTube to check out Tiff's wonderfully produced board gaming segments, like little bite-sized board game topics, which are really good. And we've got some live plays and some live recordings of the show. Guild.NonsensicalGamers.com will get you to BGG Guild number 2077. Chime in with your top of the stack or any other things that you want to chat about. You can find us on Instagram. Dan is Nonsensical Gamers. I am Cinnamon Buns. Tiff does not use hers, so don't find her. <laughs> I, I've used it like six times. There's some great pictures of We my are on dogs. strike until the dog stroller picture. <laughs> I stand I by my forgetting. words. I get distracted pretty easily stand these by. days. You just wait till you get old. I want like a selfie of you, like top down selfie of you with the dog stroller behind you. And the dog's looking up. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Lastly, the best place to find us if you want to chat, if you want to talk board games or anything else, you can find us on Twitter. Tiffany B, where do they find you? I am at ineptgamer. Correct. You can find Dan at scandalous underscore nad if you want to talk with him personally or at League Nonsense if you want to chat board games or see what we've been working on in terms of content creation. You can also find me at cinnamon buns, spelled phonetically, Good luck finding it. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you, or you will hear us, next week with a full episode. Tiffany B, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.